Divorce brings major changes into your family life. One of those changes is how you choose to celebrate the holidays. Most families hold on to some of their old traditions while introducing some new ones. What's most important is for you to be intentional about how you celebrate the holidays. If you're looking to create a smooth transition to new holiday traditions, join me in this episode where I share tips to help you make this holiday season better for everybody. I'm Dr. Lisa Summerauer. I'm here to help you live your life your way because divorce is not a destination. Hello, hello. Oh my goodness, we are getting closer and closer to the holidays. Um, thank you for joining me. For those of you who are on your way in or anyone who is watching this in the replay, I am Dr. Lisa Summerhour, and this is Divorce is Not a Destination. Tonight's show is about creating new holiday traditions after being divorced. And I actually did this show last week, but I had some technical issues. I forgot to turn my camera on. And so I decided to redo this show uh, one for that reason, but the other reason is because we're getting closer to the holidays and I don't think I could do this message too many times. Um, let me just give you a little bit about me. I am a doctor. I have a doctorate in education. I'm a facilitator, a coach, and I'm the creator of a program called Divorce is Not a Destination. I work with high profile women who are on the brink of divorce, some who have already been divorced and some who are working to avoid getting divorced. And I know that they're looking for a couple of things, confidentiality, support, and community. And I'm working with them in that area so that they can focus on accountability and alignment. They can be aligned with uh, their lining their lives with their, with their faith, with their values, the things that are important to them, and so that they can learn to communicate. And I'm helping them communicate with confidence, even though they're very successful in the lives that they're living and in their professional lives. Many of them know that a lot of their communication has a guilt uh, element to it. And I teach them to communicate with confidence without the guilt. And then the third thing is for them to learn to trust themselves. Um, I really believe when we learn to trust ourselves, trusting other people and trusting ourselves in certain situations becomes so much easier and that is what makes life transformational. So this show aligns with that program and my speaking to continue to work to empower women who are dealing with some aspect of divorce. And today we're specifically gonna be talking about what it looks like around the holidays because the holidays can be a challenging time for folks who have had major life transitions. And so we know that it can bring a lot of change, not just to the individuals going through the divorce, but to the family members, to children, even to friends. So I wanted to redo this show and uh, make sure that I'm supporting people as we get closer to this time of year. And however it is that you celebrate the holiday, what's going to help is the intentionality about how you go into the holiday. So I'm just gonna jump right in here and talk about things first that are related to those of you who have children that you are going to be uh, you know, now helping to raise from two different uh, households, two different parents. And what does the visitation look like? Hey, Stephanie, how are you? What does visitation look like for folks who have gone through a divorce? Uh, maybe this is their first or second holiday or you're in the middle of a divorce during this time of year. And I wanna talk about visitation. And so I know how challenging this can be, uh, but the better you are at, like I said, of being intentional and addressing things around the divorce, 
upfront, the easier it will be as you move into the holiday. So do something like put it in writing if you can. If you're working with a mediator, your your attorney, whomever it is, sometimes we don't think about these things as we're going through them. But I want to I want to support you and and get you thinking if you are going through a divorce right now, this is a great time to talk to your attorney about the things that you want to put in writing and who gets visitation when for holidays, birthdays, all of the things that are important to you. This is a good time to do that. And if you have a good attorney, one who's thinking about this or a mediator, please, please have this conversation with them because you can always make modifications, but it's going to make life a lot easier for you, for your partner, your ex, your ex, and for the children involved if you have had these conversations in advance. So if you're in the middle of it, or if it's still possible, get these things in writing, right? Know what you're going to do and who is going to be where. I've sat with an attorney um, helping him do paperwork for clients and literally watched seeing that there were all of the important holidays that this family celebrated. It was even birthdays. It was Mother's Day and Father's Day. There was an agreement. They had all of these things in writing. And I thought, mind blown, a lot of people don't think about this stuff. So get those things put in writing. Um, when your children do go to your exes for the holidays, for birthdays, for whatever those events are, figure out what it looks like to stay in touch with the kids and make that arrangement in advance. Don't don't be afraid to have all of these conversations so that you're negotiating and you're getting agreement with each other. And, and you'll be amazed at how it can alleviate the stress. I think sometimes we create more stress because we don't have the conversation and people are assuming or they have this hesitancy. They think it's going to be horrible. So they don't have the conversation when, in fact, if you had had the conversation about, hey, um, I talk to the kids about talking to them every day while they're with you. I want to have a conversation with you, maybe while they're having breakfast, before you guys get your day started, right after they brush their teeth. If I could just get five minutes or 10 minutes, or maybe it's at the end of the day, right after dinner, just to have a check-in. Hey, how was your day going? And you arrange that phone time or a video chat so you can feel good about it and so that they maintain contact. And then I would recommend you make sure you're doing that for your ex as well. That when the children are with you, there's a time during the day that you're having having that giving them room to have the same conversation so that it's 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 balanced. And it teaches the the children that you know your parents may not be together, but they're still working as a team on your behalf. So you're not pitting, you know, the kids against or having the other parent think that you're pitting the kids against them or trying to use the kids. And I'm going to be really, you know, honest and open about that. We know that it happens. And the better you can do at being the kind of person that you want to show up as and the person that your kids can emulate and model, the better you are at doing that now, the better relationships you're all going to have as the kids get older and start really noticing what's going on. You know, people think kids don't recognize certain things. They may not be able to verbalize what they're seeing, but they know when something's not right. You know, they know when something doesn't feel good. I think they're much more intuitive than we think. So arrange for those visitations in advance in your legal documents, if, if possible. And when your children are with your ex, work out an arrangement so that you can stay in touch with them. And if you're that visiting parent or the parent who doesn't have full custody uh, or you're the parent that, that, yeah, that doesn't have full custody, you can even ask for that. 
you know, when, um, when you have them, we're going to make sure they call you. And when you have them, you make sure they call me, right? Um, create your own special occasions. So what does that look like? Um, if, if your kids are spending two weeks with your ex, when they get back home, what's something special that you can do to celebrate them coming back home? And something fun and positive, and it's not interrogating them about what they did, you know, all that. But I, I do think it's important that you have conversations about what they did. But when they come back, so maybe there's a favorite movie that your kids like, and maybe you have a movie, a movie night, a pajama night for, for their movies. Um, you can watch cartoons when you're exchanging gifts when they get back so that it's something fun. Um, maybe you have an ice cream night. Uh, as you're doing the gifts because you you weren't with them maybe Christmas Day. And so you have your own special day when you get when they get back. Um, I also want to add before I even go to the next one I have on my list. When your kids come back from spending time with your ex, have a real conversation about what they loved about that. What did you do and be excited for them as opposed to making it feel like an interrogation. Some parents when their kids come back are so upset still with the ex that the kids get interrogated. So what'd you do? Where'd you go? Oh, so you had fun with them? Make sure that when, when your kids have this conversation, that they experience these conversations as something enjoyable and uplifting. Otherwise, they're going to dread talking to you when they come back from spending time with the other parent. They're just going to be like, man, this was so much fun, but now we have to go home and act like we didn't have a good time with mom or dad because our other parent is kind of cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. You haven't dealt with your own anger. So, you know, I'm going to go into my get therapy if you need therapy and get therapy, even if you're not sure if you need it, because then you probably need it. So create that special occasion when they return. And I'm adding to that, have a wonderful conversation, have a good conversation with them about what they did. And if you do hear something that's a little off that you're not liking, it is not for you, it, don't tell, it's not for you to have that conversation with the kids. Save that, put a note, put a pen in it and have that conversation with the other parent. Again, don't make your kids be the police of the other adult in their life and avoid making yourself the Grinch where they don't even want to come in and tell you how much fun they had with the other parent. A a after all, you know, you had been married to them, may still be married. There was something about that person that you loved enough wants to have this child or these children. And if that's the only thing you can hold on to during this period, hold on to that for the sake of the kids. Um, coordinate the gift giving and spending. This is another conversation for you to have with your ex. Um, what does that look like? So talk about the spending budget for the holidays. And, and I'll just be real transparent here. Statistically, women tend to have a more difficult time financially than men after a divorce. I'm not saying that's 100% all the time. Obviously, there are always exceptions. But statistically, women have a harder time. They have a more difficult time financially with their housing. All of those things tend to be difficult. Some of that is related to the fact that they're the primary caregiver. And some of that is related to the fact that typically women don't earn as much as men anyway. And so some of that income on the on the coming into the house is now gone and it changes things. Even if they're getting spousal support or child support, it changes. And so if you can have that conversation to go, okay, we're going to put a cap on what we can spend or get 
uh, gifts that I, I would look at as like complimentary gifts. So if one of you is, if one, somebody is buying a doll that one of your kids wants, maybe the other one gets a couple of the outfits that go with the doll. Is this making sense? That way you can partner up and maybe the doll is a little more expensive. So if one of you is making more money, you get the doll and the other one can buy a couple of outfits if they're cheaper. Um, somebody gets the roller skates and somebody gets the skating helmet. And that way you don't get, uh, get skates and now the other parent is responsible for having to get all of the accessories. So figure out who's going to buy what for your child at Christmas and then stick to that budget. And if it's a big ticket item like a bike, maybe you go in together. So we're just talking about ways to create different traditions and um, uh, ha activities and things during the holidays after a divorce. And that one on gift giving is a huge one because a lot of people are stressed, financially strapped. And so if you can get together with your ex and figure out what the gift situation looks like and one of you isn't trying to outdo the other, um, it's just going to make it a lot easier for everyone. And it could eliminate those fights with, you know, why did you spend this much money on a Christmas gift? Then I can't pay the water bill. Um, so have the conversation. Um, I've basically been talking about this next one. It's radiate good cheer. So when I'm talking about your kids are coming back from your exes for the holiday or the birthday or whatever it was, don't be the interrogator. Be the happy person who's glad they got to spend time with their ex. Like I said, if you hear something that doesn't sound right, if there's something that your ex did that was out of line or was dis out of agreement with something you've already discussed, telling your kids is not, you, don't make your kids be the police. I'm, I know I'm repeating myself, but I really, this is so big. Do not make your kids be the police. Call the other parent and have a private conversation with them about what you just heard and let the kids be kids and enjoy that time. So reassure them that you are in control of the situation and you're making arrangements for everybody to have a good time. You're going to put a positive spin, a positive front up for your kids. And if both parents are doing that, the holidays, the birthdays, everything that happens during the year starts getting a lot easier because you're going to both enjoy seeing your kids happy, right? Um, get input from your kids. And again, this is not the, you don't want to go stay with your mom, do you? Not that kind of input. Um, just don't burden the kids with making decisions that are beyond their capacity. So figure out what are the conversations that make sense for them and what's really important to them. So maybe you've been having this gigantic traditional holiday dinner and you are spending two days cooking all of this food and now you're separated or you're divorced. This is the first Christmas where it might be just you and your kids, or it might be you by yourself. We're going to get into some of that as well when it's when there are no kids involved. The question is, do you really need to spend two days cooking this big dinner? Ask your kids, what would you guys like to have for dinner? And if your kids say, let's do pizza, there's no rule that says you have to have a gigantic turkey for Thanksgiving or Christmas and Christmas. There's just, there is just no rule. So Think about what is it going to take to have a holiday that may not look like the ones you've had in the past, but they may make a lot more sense for you. Um, and if it's you and one or two kids and you're not having people over, do you really need to cook all of that food this year? Save it for another time, save it for when it works. But if the kids are going to be happy having pizza, or maybe they would rather have a big lasagna, 
something like that, then you can have fun with the kids changing that tradition. And it also changes the look and the feel of the holiday. So you don't feel like you're competing with years past and then comparing everything that you're doing this year to years past. I hope that's making sense to folks. So think about that. And if you're by yourself, wow. If you're by yourself, the options that you have for what you do for the holidays, uh, right now you can kind of go, man, I don't have the responsibility, or for some of you, it might feel like a burden of cooking all this food for a couple of people. Maybe you spend this holiday with friends, or maybe you go visit other family members. So you can actually fly out of town if you want. If you want to take this holiday and you're now by yourself and decide you want to go for a long weekend someplace where you can just relax and maybe get a little spa treatment and have whatever holiday dinner they're cooking at that hotel restaurant or a restaurant nearby, then do that. Um, that first year or two after a divorce, especially if you've been with someone for a, a long period of time, it can be really, really difficult. It can be really uh, emotionally challenging for some people. And part of what you can do to change that is stop trying to do what you've been doing all of those years and give yourself permission to do something completely different. I know um, my parents had a couple of years and they were still together. It wasn't even about them being divorced. Where my, where did you guys go? Like a Benihana? They went to a, um, a Chinese restaurant or Japanese restaurant for dinner. And they were like, okay, we kind of missed the, we kind of missed having the leftovers. I don't know if she's stuck again and can't get in. I'm going to just make sure. There she goes. Um, I don't know if, you know, initially it's like, oh, no, we're not going to have leftovers because I'll be very honest. My family is really big on the leftovers from the holidays. But you get over that and then you realize we didn't have leftovers, but we also didn't have to spend a whole day cooking and we didn't have to spend the whole night cleaning and we didn't have to worry about leftovers going bad and all of this other stuff that also comes with these wonderful holiday traditions you change it up a little bit and you realize this really wasn't a bad thing. So like this year, um, my mom went to dinner with her friend for Thanksgiving and me and my sister went to her daughter's boyfriend's mother's house. It doesn't matter who it was. The point is me and my sister, neither one of us had to cook for Thanksgiving. And I got over that really quickly, like coming home and not having leftovers. It didn't even, didn't phase me. So Think about other things you can do to celebrate the holiday so you're not even comparing it to the holidays the way you were spending it with your ex. You can get back around to the traditional holiday at some point when it's comfortable for you and it makes sense for you. Just don't make it a, a burden. Don't guilt yourself into doing what you have been doing just because it's what you've been doing. And I know my mom just jumped on. I want to see if you wanted to share something. No, I was gonna. I was thinking about the year that we went to Benihana, Perry and I, mm -hmm. and um, yeah, it was really nice. I mean, we just, you know, it was it was different. We still knew it was the holiday. There were other people there mm -hmm. who were celebrating their uh, Thanksgiving at Benihana, so it was it was very nice. We also have gone to Puerto Vallarta for, over <gasps> Thanksgiving. Yep, and we did that for a couple of years. Yeah. Um, you we know, had burritos we, for Thanksgiving. Yeah, we had burritos for Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> Look, overlooking a beach across the street from the beach. I remember going That's with right. you guys one year. So, so, and it doesn't, it really, it, it changes the feel of the holiday, but it's still the holiday. And it's a good change. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a good feeling. 
um, to celebrate often to, well, to, when we went to Puerto Vallarta to be able to celebrate Thanksgiving, uh, eating tacos and burritos with other people who were there celebrating right. Thanksgiving, eating tacos and burritos. <laughs> right. So <laughs> right. we can all laugh and give thanks and um, just enjoy ourselves. Yeah, it's, it's funny. I think to some uh, degree, I remember going with you guys one year to Puerto Vallarta and you're still with your loved ones. Right. Um, you're seeing other people with their loved ones and you're meeting people because now you're not just in your dining room and you realize what's really important. It's the people that you're spending it with. Right. And the other things are, are the traditions that we associate with the holiday, but they're not mandatory. They're not necessary for the holiday to be the holiday, for you to be thankful or for Christmas to come and you to be able to celebrate what Christmas means. Um, so, yeah, I almost forgot about Puerto Vallarta. Yeah. Um, so another thing to help with your transition, I talked about if you have children working with your ex on how much you're spending, but even if you're alone and it's maybe especially if you're alone, what is your budget budget carefully? Um, it can be, uh, really easy for people when you go through a, a divorce or some major transition in your life and you're still dealing with a little bit of trauma. And if you are a person who likes to spend your way back to feeling good, the holidays can be kind of financially dangerous. So you want to really sit down and look at your budget and figure out what do you have to spend? And that is for everything. That's what you're going to spend on gifts. If you're getting them on going out on a party dress on the food that you're, you were planning on buying or going out and figure out what your budget looks like. And that is the budget. If you figure out you've got a $250 budget, to cover everything, then let that be the budget and get creative. Um, but watching television, you know, at two o'clock in the morning or, or all the stores that are having sales or getting online or trying to keep up with uh, Black Friday and Cyber Monday and whatever else is happening right up until Christmas, it can be easy to just spend, 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 spend. You're going to feel a lot better after the holidays if you aren't looking back regretting the money that you don't have. So if you can get through that, um, and be financially, you know, fiscally responsible, you're going to, you're going to feel a lot, of, a lot better. Um, there are a lot of free and inexpensive things that you can do. There are, you know, community concerts. Um, a lot of the big zoos have a light show that you can just go and walk through and take phenomenal pictures. If you live near one of those neighborhoods where the folks decorate all of their yards with all this stuff, maybe you, you and a friend just drive around one night and look at those find things that are enjoyable, stay home. Maybe this year you decide you're going to do a craft and you're going to make your own greeting cards. And maybe you're only going to make 10 to send to 10 folks, um, but it'll give you something to do that might be a little different. And maybe you're just going to write letters. Maybe you actually handwrite a few, but write a letter about the things that you're grateful for or thankful for. And I, I know when I did this show last week, I mentioned... Um, Going back to, to people with children, when your children come back from the holidays or birthdays or whatever the event is, and they've spent that time with the other parent, it's not a bad idea to have them sit down, especially if it's the holidays, have them sit down and write a letter to their parent, your ex, about what they appreciated and what they were thankful for and how much fun they had, and go ahead and mail that back to the ex. Um, teach your kids to show that appreciation and be grateful. And it's also a really good act of, of, 
of, uh, I'm just going to say love, even though the relationship is over, you can do it on behalf of the love that used to be there, right? To let the other parent know, you know, I want this to be as, as amicable as possible in terms of us coming together to raise our kids. And you want to acknowledge that it's okay for your children to have fun when they're not with you and they're with your ex. And one of the best ways I can think to do that is to let them sit down and write a letter every time they come back from spending, you know, maybe not if they go every weekend, may, but maybe, but if it's the birthday or their ho a holiday, especially for their birthday, I, I think kids should send out thank you cards every time they have a birthday party. That's just me. One year I got my niece thank you cards as part of her birthday gift so she could send thank you gifts, thank you cards to all her friends who came to her party. So just a good habit to get your kids into and there's no better time to do that or better reason or season to do that than Christmas. Um, here's one, distract yourself. If you are starting to feel sad with the holidays getting closer, and we do notice depression goes up, all kinds of suicide attempts go up, all sorts of things, you know, people start doing a little few more welfare checks, um, divert yourself, find something to get involved in, something, an activity that you can do, maybe someone that you can spend time with, um, if you have a, you know, folks in your family, you don't get to see that often and they're not that far. Maybe you go sit with an elderly person. Maybe you volunteer at a senior center or a community center and divert yourself a little bit so that you aren't sitting around um, kind of harping on what you don't have this year. Because if you do that, it just builds into this bigger, you know, it's like the abominable snowman. Um, and if you are able to sit and think about the things that you do have, and the things that you are able to do, it changes the whole mood, your whole mood and, and the way you're looking at the holiday. Um, I'm going to say this downplay. You can downplay the holidays. And I, I talked about this. I touched on this a little bit. If you know that emotionally trying to deal with the holidays, the way you've been dealing with them because of your relationship ending, if you know this year is going to be extremely difficult, do something else. Maybe this is the season you do not put a Christmas tree up because you just you, emotionally, you don't know if you can deal with looking at it all the time. Um, maybe you put the tree up and maybe you do a Christmas tree ornament swap with a friend <laughs> so that your tree doesn't look anything like it looked last year. Maybe you spend that time just doing self-care, pampering yourself, reading a good book. And some people will be like, oh, but then you're not going to have Christ Christmas is going to come no matter what you're doing on that evening. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter if it's Hanukkah or Christmas, or if you celebrate, um, oh God, I just went blank. Um, Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa. Thank you. I just completely blanked out. It doesn't matter what you celebrate. If it's a certain time of year, it's going to come and it's going to go. The question is, what will you be doing through that holiday or that tradition that you celebrate? But if you already feel like I'm not in the right frame of mind to deal with this holiday, having just come out of this, this is my first one after the divorce, then don't, don't celebrate it the way you've been celebrating it. You don't have to celebrate it at all. You can have a very quiet celebration sitting in a t bubble bath, reading a book and having a glass of wine and say, I'm so thankful for Jesus or whatever it is that you're thankful for. And the next day, the holiday will come and go, even if you were in a bubble bath. So figure that out. New Year's Eve, the same thing. If you've been doing the same thing with your ex, Every year for New Year's Eve, um, spending it with the same group of friends or going to the same event, 
maybe this is the year you don't do that. And this isn't for everybody. Some people will be able to show up at those parties by themselves and have the best time of their life. And they won't care if the same people are there or not. They won't care if their ex is there with their new whoever, but that's not everybody. And so if that's not you, it's okay. There's not, there's nothing wrong with you. If you recognize that you're not there, then you don't have to do those things. So don't let anybody else guilt you or tell you, oh, you know, you have to get over this. You should be better. You should be bigger. You know, if you go, you deserve, mm -mm. don't let somebody else tell you that what you're feeling isn't really happening. And this may be the year that you sit home and just maybe write yourself a letter. What, what, what have you gotten through this year that you're proud of? Something has happened. Just the fact that you're still here means you've gotten through whatever the experiences was, were. And then you can write a letter about what is it that I want for myself for next year? And maybe that's how you spend the, the holiday this season. Um, hit the road, get out, go visit some folks. So I'm giving you a bunch of different um, ideas. And if one of them works for you, then that's the one that you do. I'm not saying stay home and now go out and visit people. Some of you may feel better getting out and visiting. So leave your home. You don't have to put a tree up. You don't have to do any of the stuff that you've been doing, but maybe this is the year that you go visit a friend that you haven't seen in a few years, or you go visit. I just came from a week visiting my sisters. Um, and I, I had an absolute ball just hanging out with, with my sisters and one of them was sick. So we couldn't spend too much time with her, but we went and saw her. And so maybe you take that time and go spend it with a family member or a friend Maybe you've got uh, neighbors who are always saying, hey, if you ever want to come over for the holiday, you know, come over for dinner. Maybe you go to somebody else's house for dinner this year and spend it with their family. So figure out what's going to work. Or you can really do a getaway and do an exotic vacation by yourself or with a friend. Um, where someplace you've always wanted to go, I promise you it's probably going to be pretty amazing to be there during the holidays if everything is decorated. And so that would completely take you out of your previous year's traditions to just go to some exotic location and spend a week doing whatever it is you want on some island or in some other country um, or at some resort here in the U.S. Reach out for support if you need it. So if you are struggling with the season coming, other people may not know if you haven't said anything, especially if you're the type of person that tends to be upbeat and you're, you know, pretty, pretty confident and pretty self-aware. A lot of people may think, ah, oh, he's going to be fine or oh, she, she's going to be good. She's always good. If you're not good, let people know. Say, you know, I'm really struggling with this holiday coming up and I'm not quite sure how I'm going to deal with it and let them know what you need. So, you know, if you would just call me once a day and check in with me just so I can kind of have somebody to talk to, or could we do lunch? Or, you know, if they've been saying, hey, anytime you want, feel free to join us for dinner. This is a good time to take them up on that. But if you don't reach out for support, um, try not to sit around and be mad at the people because they didn't know that you needed support if you haven't actually told them you needed support. We sometimes do that. Uh, we, we, <laughs> we set people up to fail um, and then we make ourselves feel worried. No, nobody cares about me. Nobody loves you. Nobody even checked in with me. It is actually your job to be the best person at taking care of you. And part of taking care of you is knowing when you need support and being vulnerable enough to ask for the support. And the holiday season, if you really don't want to be alone, if you're really struggling, 
you have to get the gumption up to let somebody know. Um, I, I don't want to be by myself. I don't want to have a big to do thing, but I just want to have somebody that I can, I can spend a little time with. Is there, you know, figure out what that looks like for you. Right. Um, you can also get online for singles groups, divorce, uh, groups, um, support groups and see what they're doing for the holidays, because very often those groups will also have their own little event or get together. And you can go and spend time with some other folks who just didn't want to be by themselves and they're going to just have fun together. So be creative. And like I said, at the very top, be intentional. Um, and then I think I'll end with just helping others. And I talked about going to a senior citizen, senior citizen center, um, you can volunteer. Now this may take a little advanced work because I don't know what the pre-work that has to be done, but you can go to volunteer at hospitals. I know people who go and volunteer at hospitals to hold in infants, you know, that, that just don't have anybody there um, at the hospital to actually work in different units in the hospital. But you do need to check on that and find out, especially now after between just COVID and security measures, what do you need to do in advance to make sure you're cleared for that kind of thing? But the senior citizens look for churches in your area who are doing uh, food um, food drives, donations, charities, and they're doing dinner. So they need people to help serve during the holiday. And you could actually spend a really, really good time serving people at a, at a shelter or at a church, at a food bank. So these are some other things you can do to help other people and kind of get yourself out of your own head. And I'm just going to ask, I see my aunt Nadine is here too. Are there other things that you can think about that people could do if they just wanted to do something a little different during the holidays? Because divorce um, and the holidays can trigger a lot of strong emotions. If you've been with someone a long time, there are family and friends that you've probably been doing things with for years and years. And this is the year that all that changes. And if you haven't given this some thought, it could be, it could, it could trigger some stuff. And so I, I wanted to do this show and I, and I redid it to make sure that I was on camera with you this time, because I know how, how difficult it can be for someone. And there, there really wasn't a way to do this too many times, but I want to ask um, mom, Nadine, do either one of you have anything else you can think of in terms of the holidays, people dealing with kids or just being alone? Um, one thing further back in the conversation when you were talking about the children writing thank you notes. I remember the year that you all went and stayed with your dad and Linda, um, his new wife, over Christmas. And at some point after you came home, I don't know if it was a few days or a few weeks, I actually called Linda and thanked her. Yeah, it wasn't Linda, but I know who you're talking about. I mean, um, yeah. yeah. Brenda, Barbara, Brenda, Barbara. I think it was Barbara. Yeah, but Barbara. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, to thank her because she didn't have to, um, you know, entertain entertain you guys, you know? And I just thought, well, yeah, that was, that was pretty cool that, you know, that happened and you guys had a good time and she was part of that. Mm -hmm. So, um, Oh, there's a that, good one. So and I, I know our family is a little strange sometimes with stuff like that, but I just thought it was a nice thing to, and she was just so happy that I called her mm -hmm. to, to thank her, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, so folks, I'll, so your ex, maybe this didn't just happen. Maybe you've been divorced a couple of years and maybe your ex is recoupled, whether it's a wife or a husband or a partner or whatever it is. And your kids have come back from spending the holidays with them. 
excuse me, the expectation is your, your, their, their parent is probably, you know, pretty cool with this. And now they have a spouse. It's okay for you to call them and thank them. Yeah, I know. Some of you are like, what? <laughs> well, it doesn't, it doesn't really take anything away from you. You know, right. if we can let our egos go and our anger and, or whatever we may be mm -hmm. holding, if we're holding on to anything, yeah. it doesn't take anything away from you to say thank you. Right. And it, and it prevents the kids from thinking, I can't like or love this other person right. because my parent can't handle it. Cause that's really what it comes down to. Yeah. Uh, my mom yeah. used to tell us there's enough love to go around. You can love your, your dad, your stepdad, your aunts and uncles, your, your extra grandparents. There's enough love to go around. And I, I can't do enough of these shows where I'm talking to the parents about the adult behavior being the problem. Yeah. And you're teaching your kids that my parents aren't together and my mom or dad loves someone else who's been really nice to us, but I can't show that to them because my other parent gets jealous. That's, and that's why they have therapists. <laughs> and, you know, you don't have to be their best friend. Nobody is saying that you got to invite them to your girl's night out. You're, you know, I've actually done that though. Um, my ex's new person came to my, one of my, I used to have a thing called a diva day chat and chew. And she, a friend who was a mutual friend said, is it okay if I bring her? Sure. I'm not with him anymore. I am perfectly cool that he's got a new person and she came, but you don't have to do that. But if they have spent time with your kids and they're going to be spending quality time with your kids periodically because they're with your ex, it is not only okay you should goal yourself to, to a place where you can at least pick the phone up and have a civil conversation and be pleasant and thank them for being that other adult mentor or that adult role model in their life, because that's what they're going to be. And so the better you can make that for the kids, the better the experience becomes for everybody. So my, that's a really good one. That's a really, really good one. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, like I said, some people think our family is a little weird. I mean, I attended my, ex-husband's ex-wife's <laughs> wedding yeah yeah people are like huh yeah but they did um there's yeah. okay here we go nadine's got one for us um you unmute yourself there nadine there you go you're on okay um they weren't married joe wasn't married to this person but she was a very friendly person. If the kids called and he got off at five o'clock, five o five, she had him calling back. <laughs> she made sure they kept a communication. Yeah, you know, yeah. she would. Um, they both of them loved fishing, and there was nothing for her to try to get the kids to go. If they didn't go, she made sure they got some of the stuff. That, you know, they caught when they got there. She was a very nice person all the way around. Yeah. And see, and that, and so another thing is we're, we're talking about creating new holiday traditions after a divorce. If that's the situation, because a lot of this is going to be relevant to people who have just gotten divorced or it hasn't even finalized yet, but you're separated and you're struggling. And these are conversations for those of you who maybe you've been divorced or separated a couple of years and you could probably use a refresh on how you've been approaching the holidays. And so for, for the people that my aunt, my mom just mentioned, uh, it's okay to get a card for your kids to take to this person on their way over there for the mm -hmm. holidays. Right. 
Um, just yep. get them, make sure you're getting the Christmas cards and thank you cards. And if you know it's a birthday, send a birthday card. You be the model that you want your children to emulate. And that you don't want that to look like someone who's jealous and vengeful and all of that. And look, I get it. Depending on how this breakup happened, it could have been done all kinds of wrong ways, right? There could have been a lot of hurt feelings and a lot of emotional dysfunction and all of that other stuff. And maybe you felt betrayed and maybe you were betrayed. At some point, we've got to get to a place where that's not how we're living every day. And so as, I, as we wrap up, just think about the holiday from the perspective of your children, if you have them, if they're still young. What are the things that you can do to make sure this holiday feels good for them without comparing it to the other ones? And if you're going through this holiday by yourself after a divorce, what is it that you really need and want for yourself? And if it doesn't look like the holidays from last year or the years before, it's okay. You are allowed to, um, you're allowed to create the holiday any way you want this year. And make sure that it's one for you to remember that when you wake up the days after, you feel good about how you spent it, which means you don't have to let your friends talk you into going someplace you don't want to be or being around people you don't want to be around. That was the other one I almost forgot. So look, you know, you've got some family members and some friends after you've been separated from your ex or divorced from your ex that are just people you should not talk to. <laughs> They're just, they were toxic before. They're probably still going to be toxic. And so if you know that, do not put yourself in a position over the holidays where you have to spend time with them unnecessarily. There's just no reason for it. Um, I would say life is too short, but I said that years ago to an older woman and she said, honey, you could live 60 more years at this point. So life could be very long. And the question isn't if it was short, could I handle it? She said, because if life was short, you could deal with a lot of crap. She said, but if you got 60 more years, is this something you want to deal with? So do not put yourself in situations during the holiday or pretty much any time where you are going to voluntarily be around toxic people. If you don't want to spend time talking about your divorce situation and you know there are some folks in your circle, that's all they want to talk about, then that's not who you have Christmas dinner with this year, right? Um, so figure out what that looks like for you because sometimes we do things out of guilt like you, well, I don't want to hurt their feelings by not showing up. And the person who feels like crap at the end of the night is you because you put yourself in that situation. So I'm going to go back to something I said earlier. Part of um, you taking care of yourself is actually speaking up for yourself. And that means if you need support, ask for it. If there are things that you don't want to do and people you don't want to be around, it's okay for you to give yourself permission to not do those things and not be around those people. Your mental and emotional health need to be your priority. And the holidays sometimes are that time of year where it's really, really difficult to maintain. So hi, Janet. Thank you for joining us. So th that's what I wanted to leave you with tonight. I want to thank you for listening to this. If this is something that would benefit a friend of yours, please share this episode with them as we're getting closer to the holidays. Uh, we've got, you know, a bunch of, this is truly holiday season. We're going to get through New Year's and everything that happens after that. But take good care of yourself during the holidays. Take good, good care of yourself during the holidays. Because if you don't do it, um, nobody else is going to be better at taking care of you than you are at taking care of yourself. That's what I wish for you this holiday season. So everybody have a great night. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining me.
Thank you for listening to my series, Divorce is Not a Destination. You can connect with me on Facebook and Instagram at Divorce is Not a Destination. And if you enjoyed this episode, recommend Divorce is Not a Destination to your family and friends. Be sure to join my live audience and see upcoming shows by registering for access here at Fireside. That's firesidechat.com backslash Lisa Summer Hour. L-I-S-A-S-U-M-M-E-R-O-U-R. Catch replays here on Fireside or your favorite streaming channel. Until next time, remember, your life, your journey, and divorce is not a destination. Live on Fireside.